Uh, welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley with Triple T Transport. Today, we're bringing back uh, Dan North, Allianz Trading, Chief Economist, North America. And uh, Dan helps us understand what's going on from all economic perspectives. So, uh, Dan, welcome. Thank you, John. It's always a, a pleasure to be here. I certainly appreciate the opportunity. I'm going to share a few slides that I hope will illuminate what's happening in the economy because, of course, there's a lot. I did want to spend, I know this, I've done this before, I just want to spend 30 seconds telling people where I'm from and what I do so it gives uh, them a little idea of where we're coming from. Allianz Trade is the world's largest provider of trade credit insurance. Basically, the way it works is if you're a business that sells to other businesses on open account, you hope to get paid back. 30 or 60 or 90 days but you run the risk that that other business you sold to will go bankrupt and not be able to pay you back we protect our clients against that we protect them against non-payment just a few brief numbers uh about who we are we're in 52 countries with 5500 employees and 62,000 clients and there's a lot of other numbers here but the one i like is we indemnify a thousand claims a week Trade credit insurance is a discretionary purchase. It's not like car insurance. You have to have that. This you don't have to have. So we have to show our clients value. We pay claims. That's how we're set up to do is pay claims. So you can see we're looking at uh, the broad picture, or I am looking at the broad picture about the economy and trying to get a handle as to how often companies are going to default. So let's take a look at the economy. There are some positives, but not a lot. The chart on the left, we're talking about the labor market, at the moment is pretty good. Now, as soon as I say that, I'm going to probably denigrate it a little bit. But the brown columns are the number of jobs created. And uh, you can see after uh, we had the COVID shutdowns, we've had an average of about 500,000 jobs created every month. And that's compared to about 200,000 beforehand. It's important to note that all those jobs in there, not so much were created, but recovered. You know, when you lose 22 uh, million jobs in a month, you know, it's pretty easy to start recovering them. So it's just in June of last year that we finally got all those back. They were recovered, not really, we haven't really created any new ones. But we have recovered those jobs in the blue line, the unemployment rate and uh, at a uh, 50 year record of three and a half percent. Another measure on the right is the participation rate. And it's important to point out the unemployment rate doesn't take into account people that are sitting at home. If you're sitting at home, you're said to not be participating. The participation rate on, uh, rate on the right, I think, is more important. You can see it has recovered from COVID, but is still not back to where we would like to be. It's going the right way. Uh, it's slowly getting there, but uh, it's moving along. There's, this kind of stuff comes out once a month, and it's usually on a sort of a monthly lag. Uh, but we have some other things that come out on daily or even weekly numbers here on the left is the jp morgan credit card tracker you know it's a chart it's a line but the thing to look at is this text as of january 7th it's running at 7.1 percent over 2019 
and only 0.7% above the pre-COVID trend. So you look at those two and you think, well, uh, it's okay, it's not great. And then the chart on the right is uh, open table seatings. Now you can see the brown line, we're comparing it to 2019, which is quote normal times. The brown line 2021, you know, was below 2019. Yellow came up to 2019, so we did make a recovery in dining last year. The blue line is this year so far. I mean, it's it's two weeks, so it's very hard to say. Um, but it's, you know, you can't really say a lot except that we recovered last year. So that's good. But there are lots of problems in the economy, too. And obviously, inflation is the one at the top of everybody's mind. And I think inflation pretty much was caused by the Federal Reserve. Now, the Fed has two tools to help manage the economy. That blue line is the overnight Fed funds rate. It's the only interest rate the Fed really controls. And you can see if you go back in history into the 80s and 90s, gee, it's been as high as 15, 20%. But in the financial crisis, the Great Recession, that rate was set to zero. Set to zero. It never been done before. And the Fed started using another tool called the brown, the brown area called the balance sheet. It's basically money printing. Okay, so they kept those uh, conditions uh, uh, policy in place for emergency conditions for a long time. Then they came back, but when COVID struck, they put it to zero again and exploded the balance sheet. Made sure there was lots of money available. Well. That was the right thing to do, but they kept it in place for over a year too long. And that is the classic formula for inflation. Too much easy money for too long. That's what spurred the inflation. And they also held on to this idea that inflation was transitory when it wasn't. And then after they admitted it wasn't, they start, they waited four months to do anything about it. They've made a lot of mistakes. And that was in 2021. So let me ask you a question, not to interrupt you, Dan. Yeah, go ahead. What is the advantage for that? Was it because of the election? Uh, election year? Uh, trying to stay positive? What, I mean, what advantage would there be? How did, uh, you know, what was the purpose or the reasoning behind this? I would say they were mistakes. Now, okay. you, know, you know, let's say uh, last year's interest rate hikes in the middle of last year, well, they're not going to be fully felt until into this year. So uh, it takes a while. And that's, you know, when they started, it takes a while to kick in. And that's how, you know, how far behind it was. It was not on purpose. Well, it was a bit on purpose because they said that was our, our new plan a couple of years ago. They were going to do it that way. But it just ran away from them much quicker than they realized. So series of three mistakes and that's why i have a hard time believing that they're going to make the uh what they call soft landing in the economy because when you raise interest rates you're trying to slow the economy as well and they're raising rates so aggressively which i'll show they're gonna strangle the economy as well so let's take move on um so i think again it's the fed that caused most of the inflation and the chart on the left is the most common measure of inflation, the consumer price index. And it peaked at 9.1% year over year. And I think it was June, a 40-year record. 
Well, it's come back down since then, and it looks to me like it probably has peaked. Now, because that line's going down, it doesn't mean prices are going down. In fact, prices are still rising at 6.5% year over year. They're just rising a little slowly than they were before. Prices aren't going down. They're just slowing uh, their rate of increase. And it's the cumulative damage that's been done. That's the chart on the right. If we go back to March 21, where the, the uh, inflation really started, well, you can see if we even, if we go to 0% month over month going forward, you're still going to end up paying 12% more than you did in March. You have cumulative gains in inflation. You know, the price of whatever is not going to drop down in general except for things <clears throat> like this, the Federal Reserve likes to look at what they call core inflation, where they strip out volatile food and energy prices. And here's a perfect example why. Because we have avian flu, the price of eggs uh, has enormously skyrocketed. It's close to $12 a dozen in, uh, in a, a Whole Foods. And the Fed can't control those things can't control idea things like avian flu. So they strip out food and energy and they end up with this core rate over on the left. Now the core rate looks like it's peaked, but it's kind of stubborn. It's kind of stubborn and really hasn't given up yet. So the Federal Reserve is going to keep raising interest rates. And they're also going to keep doing that because wages are really getting uh, affected by interest rates. Here's your nominal increase. You got a 5.1% more this year than you did last year. But after inflation, you're losing. You're down 2.3% year over year. Your purchasing power is gone. And so consumer confidence, this number is going down. You add those two up, negative wage, negative confidence, you add up with a huge slide in personal consumption expenditures. Now, John, personal consumption expenditures is 70% of economic activity. Think of all the goods that go in your trucks. Those are all going to be consumed or 70% consumed by people. And that's what drives the economy. Now you're at a 2% growth rate below the long-term average. Hmm. So on this chart, you see inflation uh, really uh, decimating wages and you see the effect of a slowing economy as well. It's the Federal Reserve's perfect action. And I'll show you what I mean. They have this, you know, wages, let's start with wages, are really getting decimated. So they're taking the most aggressive rage, uh, uh, rate hike in modern era. Every one of these lines, and you don't have to follow the lines, uh, is a Fed rate uh, a, a hike, a hiking cycle, and you can see the only red line you need to look at is the red one. 2022, they've raised four and a half percent in the last year, much more than any, uh, in any other uh, hiking cycle. They're being very aggressive because they know they got inflation got away from them, and the uh, inflation's still eating into wages. And what they're doing is, the chart on the right is this thing called the yield curve. And let me explain it for a minute. It's simply the difference between long-term interest rates and short-term interest rates. So for instance, 
if you're a bank and you got to lend money to somebody at ten, for 10 years, you'll demand a higher interest rate than you will for a two-year loan. Uh, it's, there's more risk. So that difference is always positive, almost always positive. That's why that blue line is above zero most of the time. You're going to demand more interest for a, a longer-term loan. But once in a while, like now, the Federal Reserve starts jacking up those short-term rates to the point that they become higher than long-term rates, and that gap, that blue line, goes negative. And every time it does, it's been followed by a recession, those gray columns. So you can see back here in the late 70s, the blue line went negative with the recession. Uh, there was a recession there. Late 70s, the blue line negative. There's a recession. In the 90s, in the 2000s, in the Great Recession. And here's where we are now. Here's where we are now. In fact, it's a bit lower than that today. It's a near 40-year low. It's a very strong signal. It gives us two to five quarters warning, um, but it's it's hard to ignore it. And there are other recession indicators, not just this one. This chart on the left, this is a phone survey. It's basically where the conference board calls people and says, how do you feel about things now? And people say, oh, okay, now, how do you feel about things in the future? No, future looks really bad. And when those opinions diverge so much, that's when the blue line goes down, meaning people are really worried about the future. They are right. In fact, every time the blue line goes down over on the left, it's followed by a recession here, 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 and here's where we are now. Another very strong indicator. And finally, we start to see some signs in the labor market of weakening. This is the same survey. It asks, are jobs plentiful now? It asks, are jobs hard to get now? And well, in good times, jobs are plentiful. The blue line goes up. But when it peaks, things are starting to turn around. And of course, it's followed by a recession. Here, 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 and here's where we are now. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay in Your Lane podcast.